Peter Burkowski is with us live via telephone. Those of you who have been longtime listeners of JM and the AM know that Peter has been instrumental in getting the New York City Marathon minion to the point of uh, where it is today, and we'll discuss where it is today. I, I guess uh, for those who remember a time when there was no kosher food in stadiums and arenas, you also remember a time when it was the very beginning of the New York City Marathon Minion. Now, believe it or not, uh, the uh, Marathon Minion is uh, in its 38th year, as hard as that is to believe. Peter Burkowski, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. I just finished watching your ride with Rabbi Klibanoff, so I feel as though I've just spent a half hour with you. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. <laughs> thank you. That was a lot of fun, and I thank Rabbi Klibanoff again for that lovely afternoon. So, Peter, uh, it's a it's a New York City marathon that now features many, many more tens of thousands of people than it used to, and it's a New York City marathon uh, that features a a uh, systematic way for people to be able to daven shachris on Sunday morning, November the 6th, very different than it was years back when all of this started. That's true. So what's new at this year's marathon? Well, this year, the New York Roadrunners uh, has decided to dedicate this year's race to the memory of Fred Lebo, ah. father of the New York City Marathon. Right. Uh, it's the 30th anniversary of his running in the marathon with Greta, Greta Waits when he was in remission from cancer. Right. I've written and uh, spoken extensively, even on your show, about what Fred meant to the Jewish running community. He was a man, an unusual man of bold ideas. He was a childhood Holocaust refugee from Transylvania, went to work in the Garment Center, and for recreation, he rode the wave of road running that was sweeping the country. That was back during the Back to the Parks movement in the John Lindsay years. Right. In 1970, as president of the New York Roadrunners Club, he inaugurated the New York City Marathon, which was then just four loops around Central Park, and it drew all of about 127 entrants. And then, only six years later, he comes up with this bold idea. He went to City Hall and said, Mayor Beam, I'd like you to shut the city down for a day so I can stage my marathon through the streets of all five boroughs. Well, of course, the police and fire chiefs thought he was completely wacko, but Fred somehow persuaded the city fathers to give it a try. And today, 46 years later, we have one of the most famous sporting events in the world, drawing more than 50,000 participants, bringing millions in annual revenue to the city, and at least for a week, unifying the diverse neighborhoods of the city like no other event. Could Fred possibly have imagined the ripple effect his bold idea would have on the city and the running world at large. I like to compare my oldest brother, Paul, to Fred. He was also a big ideas person. Paul and Fred were contemporaries. I don't think they ever met, but they had a lot in common. Both born in 1932, both spent all their working years in New York City. Both died young in their 60s, Fred in 1994, Paul four years later. Their yard sites are one day apart, this past Shabbos and Sunday. Paul was in the theater business, managing and producing plays. He came up with a bold idea of compiling an exclusive mailing list of every educational institution, public and private, within a 100-mile radius of Times Square. He called it the School Theater Ticket Program. And through this program, over the course of 40 years, 
he sent out millions of discount coupons to students and teachers, thus introducing generations of young people in the greater New York area to legitimate theater. And in doing so, he was able to put bodies into seats, thus extending the run of hundreds of Broadway and off-Broadway shows, and that kept thousands of theater people employed in a very tenuous livelihood. I can't imagine Paul, in his wildest dreams, could have foreseen at the start the widespread effect this bold idea would have had on so many lives in the entertainment industry. And Nachum, I would put you in that category as well. Many years ago, you took over a struggling morning radio show on a small, now defunct college campus, and you turned it into an internationally acclaimed enterprise that touches lives daily all over the Jewish world. Could you possibly have imagined then what you created? My point is, we are all capable of dreaming up bold ideas, but how many of us actually run with them? like Fred did, like my brother Paul did, like you did. And on a much more limited scale, that's what my minion has become. Rabbi Michaels and I came up with this idea in 1983, intended primarily as an accommodation for New York City marathoners who might need to say Kaddish in the morning. Right. And yet, thank God, over the past four decades, very few of the thousands who have come to this minion are saying Kaddish. They just happen to be runners who want to daven or just want to hang out with other Jewish runners from around the world before starting the world's most famous road race. In keeping this minion alive, my co-director Yisroel Davidson and I have extended a project that has touched a lot of Jewish lives in many ways. Families and lasting friendships trace their start to our minion. And I'll never know how many runners who step inside our tent and ask to put on tefillin for the first time have had their lives go off in a new direction. These are things I never could have imagined. Yeah, those so, those are the uh, those are the uh, new this year. those are the fringe benefits of having the minion there. Is that people who uh, would not normally be at a minion or even have ever put on tefillin uh, get the opportunity to do so, which is such a beautiful aspect of the entire thing. The core of it, of course, is as you mentioned, the uh, ability to give uh, the uh, the the runners who want to daven shachris, who want to say Kaddish, an opportunity to do so. It used to be, at least to us, the observers, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a runner, I just observe what you guys are doing. Uh, it, it, it used to be you know, one location, one minion, coordinating Talos and Tzvillin, etc., but it's become much bigger than that, right? The system is bigger at this point, Peter. It's, uh, we have our own tent. Uh, we have rolling minions that start at 7 o'clock. As soon as one is finished, another one starts because the, the race is so big that they spread the start out over several waves over several hours. Right. And I have two hopes, uh, two wishes, Nahum. First, I hope everybody will be paying attention to the Haftarah this Shabbos. It's Parshish Lech Lecha, which often coincides with, the marathon, with Marathon Week. And in the opening paragraph is a phrase that's become the motto of our minion. For those who trust in Hashem, says the prophet, Yarutsu v'lo yigau. They shall run and not be weary. <laughs> and thousands of our participants in our services over the years, from six continents and virtually every state in the Union, appreciate and draw inspiration from those words, especially around the 20-mile mark. And that's why... <laughs> when it's impossible <laughs> to keep running. that's why, to my knowledge, all my millionaires always finish the race. And my second wish, Nachum, is I hope that one of these years, maybe two years from now for our 40th, 
you'll consider doing a remote broadcast and experience for yourself the uniquely Jewish atmosphere at historic Fort Wadsworth on Marathon Morning. I'll meet how many millionaires? How many people do you think will take advantage of your services this week? We'll probably have about 200 people altogether. And you are, uh, as opposed to the old days where you literally would bring people's talus and tefillin to the finish line, you no longer do that, but you have ample ample tefillin, talasis, durum. I mean, you, you know how much you need in order to prepare for this, right? Yes, we have a team of 12 volunteers this year, and uh, we're all prepared. I'm going. Uh, I'm doing my walkthrough at Fort Wadsworth today, um, and we'll be ready. Fill and in. again, Mazel Tov on, your, on the marriage of your daughter, Nahum. Appreciate that very much. Normally, you and I would speak probably this coming Friday, but I'm not here, of course. I'm at the Ofrofez, Rat Hashem. Tefillin, Talesim, Sidurim will all be provided. Okay, that's really important for those and, of you. And kosher snacks and and everything that people need amazing the kosher what do they call those uh, um what do they call the uh those um <laughs> those little things that uh, that the runners health bars. The health bars. health bars but there's another thing is it a gel pack or something what, what's is that what it's called it's... Uh, they'll have those they'll have health <laughs> bars they'll have um, we'll have drinks everything that people need way different than a 1983 huh <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Information about the Marathon Minion for the New York City Marathon this Sunday. Information, you can speak with Yisrael Davidson, 646-529-1351. You can get in touch with Peter Burkowski. Peter Burkowski, spelled the way it sounds. Peter Burkowski with a Y at the end at gmail.com. Peter Burkowski at gmail.com. Or you can contact Peter by dialing 973 477 7908. And we wish you good luck this Sunday, Peter. It's an amazing tradition and a fantastic way for Jews around the world to unite before the big race on Sunday. Thank you, Nachum. It's always a pleasure. More coming up. You're listening to a uh, Wednesday morning edition of JM in the AM.